What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 10 of The Fade. Once again, I'm joined by my colleagues, Cam Britt, Steve Lohr, and we got special guests from the baseline joining us, Eddie Montanez. Wow, double digits with the episodes. Feeling pretty good. A, a nice special one here. So let's get right into it with um, a guy we've been talking about probably on more than half of the pods. So, you know, they might, some people might say we can't get his name out of our mouth. If Derek Carr wants to come slap me, do it. But um, Derek Carr officially is released from the Las Vegas Raiders. He, instead of at, asking for a trade, he just got released. I think it was a little messed up that he – didn't give the Raiders any draft conversation, but from both sides, I can see that a little frustration with Derek Carr seeing his loyalty to the franchise. It did ultimately save them 40.9 mil. And I guess the team he's been meeting with while he was um, a Raider, it was the Saints. I think that's a very good fit for him. They have a lot of weapons there and can, can only get better, honestly. What's your guys' take on Derek Carr asking for the release instead of giving the Raiders compensation and just him being a Saint in general, possibly. Uh, so he did that, but he he's not going to go to the Saints. Uh, now, here's my reasoning behind that. Just because he asked for release and he met with the Saints before, I mean, that's great and all, but do the Saints really want that that type of quarterback in their system? Now, I was big on Lamar Jackson going to the Saints. And now I don't know if that's even going to happen. But with him with him asking for a release, I don't think that's the right thing to do, especially for that team and what, he's, what that organization has done for him. But I think it's possible he ends up somewhere in the NFC, maybe, maybe Tampa. But I just don't see him with the Saints. Rob Gronkowski did say Tampa. I think, dude, that for the Raiders, it was a very smart decision because, like Luke said, they've saved, what, $40 million? That's a lot of money, dude. You know what I mean? You got to think about what they're going to do. Or what are they tagging Josh Jacobs now, I think. But um, like Cam said, I don't think he ends up a, a saint. I know he's been visiting there and stuff like that, but I just don't think that he's going to end up choosing there. I think he's going to end up going to Carolina, like Luke said in a pod before. I think we'll see Derek Carr in a Carolina Panthers uniform next year for sure. Uh, I definitely don't think what he did was messed up. Uh, You got to think he's the reason Devontae Adams is there. He's the reason Devontae Adams is the Las Vegas Raider. Uh. Uh, I don't think it's messed up that they didn't get any draft compensation either. They saved 40 uh, mil, so that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, but, like, with Carr, like, they got him a big-time receiver, so, like, I can understand why he's mad and, like, why he just wanted to be released and didn't want him to get anything out of it. But they signed him to a four- to five-year contract for a reason. Like, I don't think this whole year was completely on him. I do think the defense stepped up at the end as well, but they didn't do – their part at the beginning of the year, which a lot of people blame the part on Derek Carr for. Because remember in that Kansas City game, it was 31-31, and he heaved one of Devontae Adams for an absolute thought for a touchdown. That that game could have went either way. So I definitely don't think all the blame should be on Derek Carr. 
uh, as we're talking about him going to the Saints and everything, I could see him as a Saint, honestly, because with Alave, Michael Thomas, and Landry, that could be a pretty good receiving court for him to throw the ball to because uh, this year he relied on Adams a lot this year, like a, a lot. Like Devontae was averaging like 130 yards for like four games at one point, which is insane. So I definitely think that all the blame isn't on Carr. Some of it definitely is, but you got to think last year he was literally top five in the MVP race at one point. So you got to look at the past years. This year obviously wasn't the best year because he just got released, but I definitely don't think all of it was on him. I definitely think you got to blame the defense for part of that as well. I don't think it's his fault. I just think like, I don't know. Every quarterback's time comes to an end on their team. You know what I mean? Like Tom Brady's time came to an end with the Patriots and it just Derek's car is just his time is done with the Raiders. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't blame Derek Carr at all. I think he's an average quarterback in the league. I think he can do good things with another team, but we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, I was I I agree with what Eddie said too, the defense. But Derek Carr, I think, is a guy you really want in your locker room. Just the way he speaks, man, he's a Christian guy. I think, yeah, honestly, to be to to be truthful, I wouldn't have gave the Raiders anything either. You're making forty million by cutting me, and you know I brought you, if not the best receiver in the National Football League. What more could you want? And Derek Carr, he's been consistently putting up over four thousand yards every season. You know, and uh, he had Josh Jacobs had by far his best year. Derek Carr didn't really have much to go with throwing the ball this year besides Adams, if we're being honest. Renfro was out for, for most of the year, and so was Waller. You know, so I think what he did this year with not having much to work on or work with was very good. And But I, I agree, Steve, when you say, you know, it's time for teams to move on. Everyone has their go with it. I think, unfortunately, with Derek Carr and the organization and fan base, if you're not getting us to where we're expected every season, uh, and you know you're not hitting the playoffs, or we're falling very short of our expectations, it it normally falls back onto the quarterback. So I think Derek Carr took the blame, and it all came back onto him at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. Like it's not that Derek Carr did anything wrong. You know what I mean? I just think at this point they would rather either take their shot with a young quarterback and draft somebody for the next four years and just see what happens with that or maybe even take a shot at somebody else around the league. You know what I mean? Like you just saved $40 million off of Derek Carr. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money to work with. So I I just just came up with this in my mind right now. So – you know who has a good face for Vegas? Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't I don't know exactly why. I don't know how much they would even pay him. I think I mentioned this before. But I don't know. I could just see him fitting that system as the, po- the pocket passer that he is, the pocket passer that Derek Carr was. I think they're very similar in that aspect. They're not going to use their legs a lot. Both are kind of injury prone a little bit. So, I mean, there's a lot of similarities with both of them. So, it's not like a loss if they get a veteran quarterback like Jimmy G. I mean, I'm not saying they get a top-dollar guy like Aaron Rodgers, go after him, but I don't know. I just thought that would be an interesting destination for him. Just what? Because he has, like, that face of being a poster boy? Yeah, yeah. He has, not around exactly. Vegas? 
You could put yeah, them all over Vegas, you know. See, that's what you just said about Jimmy G. I was reading this a couple of days ago. So they're willing to go and give Derek Carr up, right? So this is just a Raider move. You'll go give Derek Carr up and won't pay him the money. But then they'll go, and it, it's expected too, yeah, that they're going to go and give their next QB a big deal. So you're going to do that and then go and give Jimmy injury-prone Jimmy G, who can't play clutch, who's been carried by his everywhere around him. He's had people around him, which is not his fault. But I don't know. And and what, what you said about the system then, who who why would Lamar fit better in New Orleans when they've – haven't they've only ever had pocket passers since Drew Brees? Because they got Tyree Hill or not Tyree Hill. Uh, Taysom. What's his name? What the hell is Taysom his name? Hill. Taysom Hill. There we go. Yeah, but they they don't even use him as a QB anymore. Yeah, but that's a dangerous threat. They put him in the back. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. But that I just think because teams aren't ready for him when they come in. But now, like Taysom Hill, anytime he gets a read option, he takes it. But yeah, Lamar yeah, could be a good the fit utilization there. would be different, you know. Lamar could be a good fit there, but dude, they need someone that's a pocket passer that can go and actually sling Kamara the ball out of the backfield. I think. You know who I think might end up being a Raider, dude. <clears throat> to be honest with you, because one, they're both cheap. They the Raiders don't have a ton of like you don't want to, like you said you don't want to sign somebody with fifty million a year like Aaron Rodgers. I could see somebody like Jameis Winston or something like that coming into Las Vegas and not taking a massive deal. You know what I mean? And them having him for the next couple of years, or like Luke was saying before the pod, he was saying something about Mac Jones or were you saying Mac Jones wanted to be traded or something? No, listen to offers. Like what if the Raiders made an offer to, to the Patriots for Mac Jones, a pocket passer, you know, like that's a, another good possibility that could happen over there. I think they're definitely going to take a shot at one. I mean, Jameis Winston's not young and he's not old. He's what is? I think he's like 28, 29. Um, he got drafted when Mariota did. Yeah, he might be there. He might have just turned thirty last season. Yeah, so they can they can sign him for the next couple of years, man, and see what they got working with him. Or like I said, trade for Mac Jones or Jordan Love. How Jordan Love was saying, start me or trade me. If the or if the uh, Packers want to rock with Aaron Rodgers. Trade away Jordan Love for some um, weapons for Aaron Rodgers over there. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of possibilities that could happen for the Raiders here. And I think they're going to work with one of these young guys. Uh, I could definitely see Winston or Mac Jones going there, but uh, there's a chance that they might just stick with their – like, Stidham looked pretty good for the three games that he played. Like he threw for three hundred, he threw for over three hundred yards or two of them. It's like I could see them giving him a chance, maybe, and just like maybe uh, what uh, like a rookie behind him. Yeah, like maybe drafting a rookie and putting him behind him. But like, like I said, Stidham didn't uh do that bad. Like he had pretty good games for when he uh started over a car. Uh, Devontae Adams also did well with. Uh, Stidham, like, I think wherever you put Devontae Adams, obviously, he's going to be good because he's just him. But, like, uh, with Stidham, like, I think there's a possibility they give him a chance. But, like, what Laurie was saying, I do like how he said uh, Jones because I think Mac Jones is a very solid pocket passer. Yeah, he, he got started over Bailey Zappi earlier in the year. 
But when he came back in, he didn't look that bad. I could see him going to the uh, being a Raider too if they were to make offers to the Patriots. I think him and Devontae Adams would be really good, and maybe if Waller and Renfro could come back healthy with Matt Collins, that could be a really good offense, especially if they could franchise tag Jacobs. I think I think the ideal the ideal that the Raiders are going to shoot for right now is just trading or uh, just drafting. I mean, I think it's going to be CJ Stroud or Will Le- Levis. And like Eddie said, like Eddie was saying, maybe they ride with Stidham. That was a surprise take for me. But yeah, I can definitely see CJ Stroud going there because he was just had an interview where he was saying he wanted to play and he didn't really go and name him, but he was like, Ocho Cinco's favorite route runner in this league, and Ocho's is Devontae Adams. So I can definitely see him, CJ Shroud, getting his opportunity, in, and he'd look tough as a Raider. So, and I, I think there's a lot more works that they have to make with 40 mil. That's a lot of money. That could be a big deal for um, a quarterback, or they can start working on their, their defense a little more, their O line. You got to give Josh Jacobs his money eventually as well. So that forty mil really does come in to help them a lot. Any got any of you guys got any more takes on uh, the car situation in the Raiders? All right, going off of that, we have the Giants with Saquon Barkley only open and paying him fourteen million a year. I think he's at least worth like sixteen, and for a leap of fate, I'd probably give him like seventeen. Saquon was one of the top running backs in this league this year, and when he, when he's healthy, dude, he's a different animal. There's a reason he's drafted as high as he was. I'm very high on him. He gives the Eagles a lot of problems whenever, anytime they play. I'd say you have to re-sign Saquon, and ultimately, I don't know what you do with Daniel Jones with trying to pay both of them. I know Daniel Jones is expected to get 35 mil a year. I'd work my money with Saquon, maybe draft a, a a QB or get another veteran QB on a cheaper deal than 35 mil. I think there's a lot more quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones in this league, especially with free agency coming up. So, I think it's absolutely laughable that they're offering him 35 million dollars. I mean, that's that's insane. I mean, he has one good year, one good year. That's it, and they're offering. And it Less wasn't even really that good. No, it, it was even, it was basically an average year. Yeah, you know, for like a normal quarterback, you know. Yeah, it was just a he led him to the playoffs, but he doesn't have really. receivers around him. Yeah, but like, I don't know. You you don't put what did Carson Wentz do when he didn't have any receivers around him? The same thing that Daniel Jones is doing, playing average. You know, now look at Carson Wentz. You could, I think that's a a very good comparison because I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy that makes $35 million as a starting quarterback. I think he's the starting quarterback to get 22, maybe, maybe. And that's like with a low quality franchise. So I don't know. Especially when the Giants have have a good defense, they just need to get, they need to figure out a way to get Galladay's contract off their hands. Too, that's a big that's a big deal right there. That's not gonna happen unless he decides to take a pay cut or something to like restructure people, but he won't, dude. Yeah. The the it's weird. It like Cam said, it's laughable how they are open to paying Saquon 
14 mil, and then they're going to offer Daniel or they're going to be open to paying Daniel Jones $35 million a year. Honestly, Eddie, if they pay Daniel Jones $35 million a year, I would not be a Giants fan any longer. I swear to God, I wouldn't because that that is the that will be the most ridiculous deal I've ever seen in my entire life. You were going to pay this kid that trips over his own shoelace running down the field $35 million a year. Are you kidding me for having, like Cam said again, a decent year at best? If he gets $35 million a year, I will. I mean, I'll, I'll laugh, I'll, honestly, because I think it'll be hilarious because I think he's terrible. I'll love for Jalen Hurts to go to New York twice a year and stomp their heads off. But as a Giants fan, my head would explode. Honestly, it wouldn't be able to process it. Like that, it would be too much because I know, and a lot of people know, Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. He's really not. He's really not. How can you even say that you're going to pay this kid $35 million a year? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, I definitely think paying Daniel Jones that much is retarded. Uh, but paying Saquon that much is stupid too. Like, give that much low, that low is stupid. But what I see them doing is maybe if Saquon gets out of New York, they have the 26th pick and then an early second round pick. I could see him maybe drafting Dejon Robinson or Jamar Gibbs because, uh, like Saquon, we all know this has been injured for has has got injured three has been injured three years out of like five or six. I don't know how many years. I think five, but like he is injury prone. So like I guess that's the reason why they're offering so low. Uh, Daniel Jones had a DC year. I don't see him getting paid $35 million a year. I definitely saw him staying with the Giants, uh, but not getting that much, obviously. Uh, signing Isaiah Hodgins, like Luke said also, was big, too. The kid came out and balled out. Wondell Robinson got hurt, uh, who was really good for us before he tore his ACL, like week seven, I believe. So I think with Isaiah Hodgins coming back, I think he's really good. Like, he'd be a good wide receiver three. And then with uh, – Wandell coming back wide receiver too, and then I heard that uh, we're trying to trade, trying to trade or get D Hop off the Cardinals, which I don't see happening. But if it does happen, that I think that could be a really good receiving core. And if they were to get rid of Saquon, I do see them just drafting Jamar Gibbs or Rajon Robinson out of the first round or the second or in the early second, because their defense is good right now. Like Thibodeau is really good. Like he proved that he could be a problem McKin- in this league. McKinney. McKinney's good. Like Landon Collins came back and balled out. Like our defense is honestly not horrible. Uh, I definitely think that keeping Saquon is a priority over paying Daniel Jones that much. But if we do end up paying Daniel Jones that much, I just say draft for John Robinson or Jamar Gibbs in the draft. Do you think Sterling Shepard – I mean, this might be obvious, but do you think Sterling Shepard played his last snap as a Giant? or do you, And do you think they trade him, or does he just get released or retire? I think that we give him a shot at early in the beginning. Like, like I think we do what we did with Kadarius Tony. Like, we give him a chance to play. If he don't play, trade him. And if he don't – and if he does play and balls out, just keep him. Like, I think Sterling Shepard's a really good wide receiver – like, I feel like he would have helped us out later on in the year, like, after he got hurt, obviously, especially with Wandell getting hurt. Like, our receivers were, like, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, and I can't even name the last one, honestly. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I think. It was. Yeah, you're he a big fan of Galladay. Yeah, he had three catches all year and seven <laughs> drops. Like, what? 
But like I said, keeping it Hodgins, and I think that paying Saquon over Jones is a big priority. But like I like Cam said, Jones uh, had a decent year. Like he has, like he could run the ball. Like he had flashes. He had pretty good games. Like he showed flashes of what he could do. So like, I definitely see. I definitely saw Daniel Jones coming back as a giant. I definitely saw them giving him a contract, but I didn't see them giving him nearly as much as I saw that they were going to give him. I think, and two, I think if you are giving him thirty-five mil a year, I think it's a one-year. Like I don't, I don't even know, but I'm not giving him thirty-five mil over the course of four years or five. Like if I'm going and shooting with for thirty-five mil right now, that might be a one-year thirty-five mil. Like that's like, all right, you you'll prove to us that you can keep making this thirty-five mil, but. I, I I never really heard of a team doing that where they just give out a one year big thirty five mil, but that's the only way I would do it. I like it's smart in a, in a sense. You keep a locker room guy around. You have like your designated quarterback where you know, all right, he knows the system, and you have. I don't know if Tyrod's a free agent after this, but maybe pick up a veteran or a draft a guy. And if Daniel Jones doesn't work out and you still have a fighting chance, you bench him and then you're off the leash instead of having that 35 mil over your head for the next four years. I don't know, man. It's, it's a, like, they're probably going to do it too, because they've been saying for a couple of years that Daniel Jones is their guy. You know what I mean, and for some, and like for them to come out and say that they're gonna pay him that money, they're probably gonna do it. And I, like, I don't, I, I'm, I've never been sold on this kid, and honestly, like, I just don't I think he's, I don't know, I don't know. I think if he goes anywhere else, I mean, it's kind of like a, a Giants thing. It seems, especially in this past year, that Tony balled out with the Chiefs, uh, Bradbury balled out with the Eagles. Like once they leave New York, it seems like they do better. So it's it's actually kind of just funny, you know. Not I, I feel bad for Eddie in a way. <laughs> like it just kind of sucks. Like I couldn't imagine if Carson. It's like if Carson Wentz left and he did awesome with the Colts or wherever the hell he went after us. But I don't know. Yeah, he went like to ironic. Ironic. And now it's like, what if they lose Saquon and he goes to some team and just completely. I know, dominant. Like it's it's a lose lose situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a very very. Well, Saquon is a dominant, even if he is a giant, he's gonna dominate. That's what I yeah. think. Like that's why I think you have to pay Saquon over yeah. Daniel yeah. Jones. Like, are you kidding me? But I, like, well, I think what the Giants are worried about is like, say you give Saquon a five or six year deal, and then he just ends up like doing getting hurt consistently getting hurt and you're just paying them 16 mil a year. You know what I mean? I would I give Jerry, Saquon Jerry Jones doesn't mind doing that. Zeke got yeah, hurt Jerry, how many no. times and he's making a shit ton of money. Zeke's good, dude. Zeke's a beast. Uh, he, dude, he has, I'm not joking. I looked at it. I looked at it a couple days ago, man. He has in his seven years, he has more rushing yards and more by, I think over a thousand. And over 10 more or like 10 to like 20 more touchdowns than Hall of Famer Terrell Davis did in his seven year career. Who's Zeke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Zeke's proven, man. 
But like now these not these but this last year, man, was like kind of a downfall with him, but We'll see what happens in the future with Zeke. I don't know if they're bringing Pollard back or not. Franchise tag, yeah, but who knows. Going off of that, um, I was really surprised listening around and hearing that the Patriots are sniffing around for Debo Samuel. You know, I seen that they were talking about, all right, let's explore the opportunity again, maybe D-Hop, Keenan Allen if released, or um, Mike Thomas. I don't think Mike Thomas, I don't know what's going to happen with him because what I was reading is the Saints paid him so much money and it all rolled over to where he is actually the highest paid player this season, I think. He's making like 60-some mil, and it's no joke. It's insane to hear from a receiver standpoint or a quarterback, let alone. He's making like 59.4 mil this year because the last two or three years – the Saints kept restructuring his contract, and now all of it's coming back to bite them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not joking at all. I was so surprised to where they're they're gonna lose sixty mil. Yeah, yeah. So I would say though, I so I would say you have to keep them. You know, that's a no brainer. Like you don't just go and throw sixty mil down the drain. But if he ain't playing, then whatever. But, um, yeah, what, what's your guys' opinions on, like, this Debo? Like I said, I was surprised we're hearing the D-Hop, Keenan Allen, and um, what's the t- – who else did I say? I forget. Right, Mike yeah. Thomas. Yeah, Mike Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your guys' opinion though, on this – on sniffing around about Debo? I, I think it's all just rumors at the moment. I don't – there's no way that – that the 49ers get rid of Debo Samuel, man. That that offense is too elite without – like, they can't lose him. They can't lose him. They can't afford to lose anybody on that offense because they're already down their quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take for, uh, for Brock Purdy to come back if they decide to keep him at the number one. So, I mean, they're going to need as much help as they could get, and it's unless, already a great offense. Unless – what if they're thinking, dude – to they want to sign a QB, and they, this is their way of getting uh, getting off that contract with money, seeing how McCaffrey could be a dual threat in the backfield with the pass game and run, and seeing now that they can trust Brandon Ayuk, and you have George Kittle too. Now I can see maybe Debo gets traded. Maybe I, I, I mean, I what's their draft it. pick this year? What's the Patriots' draft pick this year for the first round? I mean, it's probably like late. I'd say like. Right? Yeah, Not like games, but. yeah, like 17, 17 or eighteen, I think. So I mean, I don't know who they would draft that late in the first round for a quarterback, unless they trade up. Which I mean, unless they, they go and give, unless the Patriots go and give Jimmy or uh, give them Mac Jones and a pick and get Debo, since they're trying to trade and and Mac Jones is just like Jimmy G. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's a good take right there. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. We're, we're going to stick to our guns on that one. That's the one I'm going to go with if it actually happens. I like that too, man. But you know what I think, though, too? Like how you said that they can trust Brandon Ayuk. I think. They have the 14 pick. This is where I think you trade Brandon Ayuk because you don't know what the deal is with him going into the future. You know what I mean? Debo is proven. Christian McCaffrey, obviously proven. You brought him in for a reason. You need to figure out the quarterback uh, situation, whatever. You'll you'll figure that out. But 
Brandon Ayuk, I think, gets traded this offseason because he was starting to play pretty good there towards the end. And you don't know. He's had peaks like this in his career since he's came into the league, like when he jumped over to do it on the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like he's had games like this before, like where he's played at a high level. And then there's been times in the season where he hasn't played at a high level. So I think right now, while we're in the off season, and then given that he was playing at a high level at the end of the season, you trade him away. Keep your guys that are proven that, like Cam said, that offense is, cannot afford to lose Debo Samuel. He's a dual threat. He plays good everywhere. You cannot afford to lose that guy. You really can't. I don't really see anyone on the 49ers offense getting touched. Uh, I feel like they're just going to probably just stick with Purdy, honestly. Like, it's proven that any quarterback in this league could fit in that system. I think if you put any quarterback, any uh, quarterback in the starting 32 could go on the 49ers and ball out because that offense is just gross. So I don't feel like they're going to touch anyone on that offense. I definitely think that offense will stay the same for the next year. Uh, the only Like, Josh Johnson, yeah. That guy's a bum, so obviously not every quarterback will fit in, but I think every starting quarterback in the league could definitely fit in with that offense because you can just hand the ball. You can hand the ball off to McCaffrey. He'll run it up the gut for 20 yards. You can throw him a flat. He'll take it for 30 yards. You can hand the ball off to Debo. He'll take it for 50. You can throw him a slant. He'll take it for 90. It don't matter. That offense is disgusting, and they know that they have a pretty good defense as well, so I don't really see them doing uh, much like, like changing on the team. I just think they'll – a rock with Purdy, and maybe when Lance comes back, we also never saw what Trey Lance could really do in full effect. So, uh, if Trey Lance could come back healthy and be a dog, like we, like, no, I don't know if you guys thought, but I definitely thought that he was going to be a pretty good quarterback since he has the rushing upside. So, uh, and obviously, got he got hurt to start the year. So, none of us could really say that Trey Lance is good or bad yet because we don't know because we haven't seen him play in a full year. He was so playing pretty like, good, though, right? Yeah, yeah, he wasn't yeah. playing bad at all because, like, he was rushing the ball a lot, and he was—he has pretty good upside with that. So I definitely see – I definitely think they don't really touch the offense or the defense. I think they're going to come back with the same exact team because they know that they could win a Super Bowl with this team if they just have a healthy quarterback. Because I think that uh, – I think Purdy definitely – like he was top three in in rookie uh, offense rookie of the year, which is like blast, literally blasphemy to me. But like the guy did come out and win six straight games. He he beat Brady in his second game ever, and like that second game like was pretty good. Like you can't say that all that offense carried him. Like some games he came out and balled out. Like the Seahawks, we saw what he could do. Like he showed flashes. Like the one that ball that Ayuk dropped, that was a thought. That, well, that he, he, didn't, he didn't lose though up until the Eagles. Yeah, like technically the guy that's not even a loss for him though yeah, either. Yeah, he didn't even lose until the Eagles. And like yeah. we saw what he could do. Like the guy could run. The guy could like run around the backfield. He could make a play. Like that play to Ayuk, the one that he dropped, would have been a crazy ass play in that game. So I definitely think that uh they don't really look for a QB in the offseason because I think that they know that any quarterback that they have if it's going to be Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, that they're going to come in and rock with that offense because their defense and offense are both, in my opinion, top five in the whole league. So I definitely think that they're going to just rock with Purdy or Lance next year. 
Yeah, everyone was saying too about uh, they're like, oh, fire Shanahan, this and that. I think Kyle Shanahan's an amazing coach. I I don't I don't see the means to get rid of him. And yeah, Eddie, that is a good take. I don't think I, I don't think you'd touch anyone on that roster on that offensive side because if they're making it to the NFC Championship with Mister Irrelevant, like you said, you can throw anybody in on that. I I do not see them taking any risks of whatever. Maybe, see, I, I don't know. Maybe it's stupid, but like how everyone was saying Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So you you give up what you have with these young guys for one or two years of success. You know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily whatever. That might be, it might have been bigger to bring in Brady or Rodgers necessarily for like the money, like good market value, good jersey sales, stuff like that. Have more primetime games, right? If you have, Rodgers and Brady, but I have no idea what I do with that. Any other things you'd want to say about the 49ers? Like you said with Shanahan, uh, I think he's a pretty good coach as well. Like to start off the year, George Kittle wasn't a big part of that offense. Once they got yeah. McCaffrey, ding, guy was a big part of the offense. The guy was averaging two touchdowns a game for the past, for the last like five weeks. So uh, I think like I don't – I like – this offense is really good. Like, George Kittle was balling out at the end of the year. McCaffrey's Christian McCaffrey, a top three running back in the whole league. Debo's, Debo is Debo, and Ayuk is a, pretty, is a good wide receiver, too, in my opinion. So, I definitely uh, – yeah, like I've said before, I don't see anyone on that team really leaving. And, like, Purdy and Lance, I think one of them, they're going to have to fight for the spot, and they know it because who, Lance is going to come. Who did they have – who are they playing at running back? Mitchell, right, for most yeah. of the season, and Wilson, right. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't know if someone got hurt or whatnot, or if they were. Because yeah, and like, I know. And like what you said about Elijah Mitchell, like even if CMC were to go down at some point, Elijah Mitchell is a really good, reliable running back to have after him. So like this offense does have a lot of good people, even to back up who they have. Like Jawan Jennings isn't. Like, he's not all that, but, like, I think he could come out and be good for them. I, I, I like Jawan like Jennings. Mm-hmm. I actually do. He's, he's pretty good. They have they have other guys, too. And I think San Fran's a destination most people are going to want to come and play for, too. But definitely, like you said, I thought Kittle was washed up in the beginning of the season. So, yeah, that was a good one. Shanahan just knows what to do, like, getting the right pieces in because, like, Jeff Wilson and Mitchell, they weren't really receiving backs. So if you do that, it opens up those linebackers having to key in on the backfield, which helped Kittle a lot. Kittle was due to top, like, I'd say three tight end at the end of the season. And a lot of plays that they ran, like, were, like, pumped. Like, Kyle Shanahan knew that he couldn't be, like, he couldn't make all these flashy plays for Purdy. Like, if you look at all the games that they're watching, like, all the games that Purdy played, there's at least five game, uh, five games. There's at least five plays in each game where he's pump faking the ball to Debo, Christian McCaffrey. Like defenses know that Christian McCaffrey and Debo are the biggest threat on this offense. And then Kyle Shanahan was like, "All right, you guys know this." And Ayuk stepped up big time at the end, and so did Kittle. So, like that's why I just keep saying I don't really think that this offense is gonna really change as much. But like I do think that Lance is gonna come out in this. Uh, camp in the, with a fire under his ass because he knows that Purdy could take his spot. But I do think that at the beginning of the year, Lance is probably going to be the starting quarterback for the Niners. If healthy, obviously. 
Going off of that, we got Justin Jefferson set to make a $160 million contract total. I think I think you pay Jettas. I think you pay Jettas. I know something's going to end up happening, dude, with Adam Thielen. I can see Adam Thielen for some reason. I know he has his, his beef with Bill Belichick. I don't know if he's ever seen a video of Adam Thielen and Bill Belichick getting into it, which is hilarious to me. But uh, I think I think we can see Adam Thielen possibly getting cut by by the Vikings and being being a Pat. I think he's another one who fits the Pat system. No, obviously you got to play Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's he's an absolute animal. Probably one or two wide receiver in the league right now. I would say. I mean, the guy is just him he's him basically but there's this trend going on where they match up college quarterbacks and wide receivers uh, who was this college quarterback i want to say it was joe burrow but i don't oh. think i'm right there uh justin jefferson burrow i don't yeah. think i'm right it was burrow yeah imagine, there's no way they're taking him there imagine though they get rid of t higgins and it's justin jefferson and jamar chase there that would be that's ridiculous. who i wanted to say t higgins in a pass too earlier that's that like how, how they're yeah. looking in all of these guys. I was going to say T. Higgins because I know he's about to get traded if you don't say that. would be crazy, about. dude, but you can't pay. No, oh, I three. mean, obviously. but Yeah. Like, you know where I think like another good landing spot would be for Adam Thielen too is Dallas, man. Dallas is looking for a receiver to either play in that slot position and play – pretty decent in the slot position and let CeeDee Lamb just be the number one, or they want to bring in somebody that plays good on the outside and let CeeDee play in the slot. So, I mean, and Adam Thielen's a slot receiver, and he's pretty good at it. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but just a couple of years ago, man, I don't know if you guys remember, like, even in fantasy and stuff, Adam Thielen killed it. You know what I mean? Like, he was destroying every game in, what was it, 2019, maybe 2020? That was only a couple of years ago. So he definitely still has that spark in him, I think. I think he was even good last year. You know what I mean? It's just Justin Jefferson's there now. You know what I mean? It's a Jefferson show. How can you not have him as your number one wide receiver? And I think that Adam Thielen's not going to be a Viking next year, and I think he's going to go somewhere. Or maybe, like, like you guys said, the Patriots even, too. But I definitely think he'll – go somewhere and he'll play in the slot position and then let one of these young guys take over on one of the teams that he does go to on the outside, like CD lamb in Dallas. I definitely think the, like Jefferson's contract that he gets is definitely going to be deserved. Like he's like what Cam said, he's him. Like he almost broke Calvin Johnson's record. Uh, Like he was pretty, da- he was real damn close, like real damn close to breaking that record. Uh, I definitely don't see Thielen being a, a Viking next year just for the lone fact that they have K.J. Osborne there because K.J. Osborne played really freaking good this year. And for the fact that they got Hawkinson as well, they have a top five tight end on their team as well, and they have Dalvin Cook too. So I don't really see them keeping Thielen because they know that their offense is really good even without him. So like uh, Steve was saying too, like uh, him going to Dallas, I could like I definitely see him going to a team that needs – a good wide receiver too like I was thinking when he was talking about Dallas maybe the Panthers with DJ Moore like I don't know like the I feel like he's definitely he's definitely not at the tier anymore where he could be a wide receiver one 
Uh, I definitely think any team he goes to, he's going to be a wide receiver too. Like maybe the, like I, I, I saw like the Not Chiefs the trying to, if they kept if they kept D Hop or no, got rid of D Hop, they got rid of. I think he'd still be the number two behind Hollywood. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, what's it called? What was I saying? Uh, I was like with the pat, like what he was saying about the Cowboys. Like I saw that the uh, uh the Chiefs were trying to get Jacoby Myers, maybe so maybe Thielen goes to the Chiefs. So like, there's a lot of possibilities with Thielen. Like obviously. He's, if he gets traded, no team like it's not like teams aren't gonna want to get the guy. Like the guy's a really good wide receiver too. It's just for the fact that it's just the fact that the Vikings have so many good um, offensive pieces. Like obviously Justin Jefferson is arguably the best receiver in the NFL. You have T.J. Hawkinson, who's a top five tight end in the NFL. You have K.J. Osborne, who's a really good wide receiver three. And if you were to get rid of Thielen, I think he'd be a damn good wide receiver too. So like, uh, that's. I feel like Thielen ain't going to be a Viking, like we were all saying. I definitely see him going to a team that uh, needs a wide receiver badly, like poorly. Like the, like the Chiefs honestly need a wide receiver. Like McCole Hardman, Kadarius Toney, and Juju, like they're all right because they have Patrick Mahomes. But if they weren't with Patrick Mahomes, that is not a good wide receiver for in my opinion. So, like I could definitely see him going to a team like – uh, the Chiefs, the Panthers, like the Cowboys, like Steven said, or even the Buccaneers maybe, put them at wide receiver three in their gross. Like, as long as they get a quarterback. But, yeah, Thielen, there's a lot of possibilities with him. Like, it's honestly up in the air with him. Like, if they keep him, they – if they were to keep him, hey, they have a, they have the same exact offense as last year, and they're really good. You get rid of them, you save money, really good offense either way. So, it's it's a win-win for it's a win-win for the Vikings if they were to keep him or lose him because they save money, but for Thielen it's up in the air for him because honestly we don't know what could happen with him because there's a lot of teams in the NFL that need a good wide receiver to to boost their offense. I just have a question for you guys. So since we're on the topic of the Vikings, what do you guys think about Kirk Cousins? Do you think it's time for the Vikings to move on from him, or do you think that? He's up there in ages of that. So, I mean, play it out. But I do think that – I honestly think they should move on from from Kirk. He can't win big games. I think I you play it out. The guy came back from 33-9. Like, I think that Kirk isn't bad. Like, yeah, he's – like, he can't win big games in prime time. But, like, he's, he's one of the reasons, Jeff. He's – like you got like Jefferson almost beat Calvin Johnson, but who the, who the hell was the one throwing the ball? Like Kirk Cousins is a really good, or like he's not really good, but I, in my opinion, he's a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, I definitely think Kirk Cousins should like. I don't think they should get rid of Kirk Cousins because there's not really many options better than him at this point, right now. Uh, I think they're just gonna keep him and then later on draft one or even just trade for one once his contract's up. But as of right now, I definitely don't think they should get rid of him because of how good he's been playing. Like he he is one of the reasons why Jefferson did so good this year. Like we like Kirk Cousins play action uh completion percentage one of the best in the league. Like he's really good at that play action. So uh I, yeah, I just don't think they get rid of him honestly. I was I was never really a fan of Kirk up until these last two seasons, because when you're seeing him getting uh not nods for Pro Bowls every year, even though like you guys said Pro Bowls don't really mean anything, 
you're still getting a, saying you're a top three QB in, in the NFC side. He's throwing 4,500 a year at minimum. Like he's up there, and like Eddie said, without Je- without him, Jefferson's not getting that. I don't think there's a lot of options that are really necessarily better than Kirk. And his and turnover to his turnover to interception ratio is really good. Like the guy, like doesn't yeah. really make many mistakes. Like he's like he throws he throws completions, or like he's smart enough to throw the ball away where the teams he's not gonna talk he's not gonna cost his team the ball. Like he's not gonna cost his team a turnover. And and you have a, you have a veteran there too. With Kirk, I don't, I don't see anything besides maybe drafting or picking up like a younger guy and saying, all right, in like two years you'll have your time to start. If it don't work out with Kirk, but Kirk's only, I think Kirk's only like thirty three or thirty four, maybe thirty five at tops. But I, I, I can, I, he's still performing at a high level. I think he got drafted the same year Odell did in 2014. I think he went the same as RG3, actually. Or oh, was after. it? He either went the same year as RG3 in, like, the fourth or fifth round or the year after RG3. Because I remember he used to wear number 12. Mm-hmm. And then he took over for RG, RG3. But, yeah, I think I think they ride it out with Kirk. What, what do you think, Steve? I think he's proven, man. I mean, I don't – like you guys said, I don't think he wins big games. But another thing like you guys said, too, I don't think Jefferson is proven. I mean, not. I mean, obviously he's proven. I didn't mean to say proven. I don't think Jefferson gets as many targets as he does in Minnesota without Kirk Cousins because I think if they got rid of him and brought somebody in like – I don't know, like say they brought in like Baker Mayfield or something like that and they got rid of Kirk Cousins – you don't know that Justin Jefferson's going to get as many passes thrown them or if they're going to be good passes thrown them. You know what I mean? You don't know if they're going to have chemistry. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson already have that chemistry. You know what I mean? You're trying to make this young receiver into the best receiver into the league. You know what I mean? Let it ride out with this veteran quarterback that you have throwing him the ball. You know what I mean? He, like Eddie said, he came back 33, nothing. That's a, that's, a huge comeback, arguably the best comeback in league history. So, um, yeah, I definitely think you write it out with Kirk Cousins, and I don't think that they plan on winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. I think they know that. I know that they – and because let's be honest, they really aren't a Super Bowl contender. They can make it maybe mid-round playoffs, but they're just – well, they're not a very well-rounded well, team. Before, before they before they started having that bad whatever, they were neck and neck with Philly for number one. Yeah, they started off. They started off what like I think they started off like seven and oh eight or whatever. Or no, they lost. Yeah, the nine. Out. They were but that's nine what I mean one. though. They have these games where they're they play really good, and then it's like Kirk Cousins when it really matters. It's like that gets to his head. You know what I mean? Like they were taking that choke artist though. That's what I mean. They take pictures of him, dude. They're putting all these chains around his neck when they're in that plane, taking pictures of him. And then a couple games later, he's not playing good. You know what I mean? Like I think, but then again, like I said, Justin Jefferson, you don't know if Jefferson would be who he is without Kirk cousins. So I think you just let it ride for Jefferson's sake. You know what I mean? Not because I think Kirk cousins is that guy. I think Justin Jefferson's that guy. You know what I mean? Let this chemistry ride out until Kirk Cousins is either the contract ends or he's ready to retire. Going off of that, uh, Justin Herbert's supposed to be signing, expected a $295 million total contract. 
I think obviously you get if you're the Chargers too, you give Herbert that contract. A guy like him again is a once in a generation talent where you find it, and you definitely stick to him as your franchise guy. I think it's going to be ultimately hard to like. They don't really. They're not really helping him with pieces. Like for example, they like they have the pieces with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, but what it just sucks because every season you come into the you come into the start of the season, you think the Chargers might do something when they got Khalil Mack and Bosa, uh, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, Asante Jr. You have all this, but dude. When are the Chargers actually ever healthy? They're always getting screwed over, and it's something, man, with the Chargers. But it's it might be a curse, but they are always injury-prone. They are never having their all their elite guys on the field at the same time. I think the O-line has a big thing to do with it, too. The Chargers haven't really had an O-line for Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Justin Herbert takes a lot of hits. You know, He plays very well for not having a line, you know what I mean? He, I forget the picture that I've seen. I think it was, he's over 4,000 yards or something like that. And all of his three seasons passing, that's really good. You know what I mean? Imagine if he had a line, like imagine if he played in Philly, he would absolutely dominate. Um, But as for like the weapons around him and stuff, getting rid of Keenan Allen, like how they said that they were thinking about dropping him. I think that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like he's Keenan Allen's proven he's a very good wide receiver in the league. He's a very he's a top slot receiver still in the league at 30, 31 years old. Um, keep that weapon for Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Let that chemistry build, like I was saying about Kirk Cousins and Jefferson. Um, they he um Herbert has Austin Eckler too. Like he's one of the best receiving backs in the entire league. The defense is very well rounded. Um, like he was saying. Luke, you have Bosa, Khalil Mack, um, Derwin James. You have all those guys, Asante Jr. Um, that's a very well-rounded defense there. It's just that O-line, I think, man, is crucial for them. Honestly, I think that offense just can't. They're good, don't get me wrong. I just don't think they can stir up enough to win those huge games. And, and Eckler's a beast, man. He's he a is beast. a beast, dude. He, he's another one that does it without a line. You know what I mean? Like, he's another one that's doing all this without a line. They're very, they're two very good pieces to that team. And like you said, it might be a curse because they really do have a, a very good team every year. They just cannot put enough up to win these big games. Going into this year, I definitely have the Chargers as one of my Super Bowl favorites. Like that offense went healthy. Like you gotta think is Mike you gotta think Mike Williams is one of the best wide receiver twos in this league. He's arguably now the wide receiver one in that team now in Keenan Allen's number two. Like it's argue it's arguing it's like you gotta like that offense when fully healthy is really scary. Like Josh Palmer's a very good wide receiver three. There was a game where he was wide receiver one for a game and he absolutely balled the fuck out. And and ever ever looked good this year too. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole offense is really good. I definitely think that paying Herbert is a necessity and like now. Like I think Herbert is arguably the greatest arm talent we've ever seen in the league since Aaron Rodgers stepped in this league. The guy the throws that that, that guy can make is absolutely insane. And like Laurie was saying with no line is is good too. Like Rashawn Slater got hurt to be to start this year too, his best lineman. So he was going in this league he was going into most of his games with absolute idiots blocking for him 
and still putting up numbers. So I definitely think Herbert playing Herbert is obviously what the Chargers need to do right now. Uh, keep uh, I think keeping Keenan Allen, I think they should keep him too because we like none of us have seen a full year where with this offense healthy. They don't know if next year's the year. Like they'd obviously none of us know yet if next year's the year where they all could be healthy. Could you imagine a full year with that offense being healthy? They could be absolutely gross, especially with that defense. That defense had five turnovers against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first half. They blew it in the second half, but they had five turnovers in the first half, which is insane. So I definitely think if that team could stay healthy for a full year, that team could definitely contend for a Super Bowl. How you just said that you think he's the best arm talent that we've seen since Aaron Rodgers. Um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that he's a better arm talent than Joe Burrow? They got drafted the same year. And everything. I, think, I think if anyone lives up to it, it's Mahomes or Josh Allen. I Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said there, Ed, besides the greatest arm talent thing. I, I don't think he's the best arm talent even in the league right now. You got to think of all the good quarterbacks that are in the league right now. And, like, I think Mahomes proved that he's the best arm talent in this league, arguably, that we've seen since Aaron Rodgers, honestly. I think that goes to Mahomes, that trophy. And I think that also, I just not by much, but a little bit, I think Joe Burrow has Herbert beat. Not by much, though. No, I agree with you, Steve. But I do think I do think the Chargers wide receivers, they, they got to get younger guys in there i mean keep the guys that they have with their deadly obviously but their health is always an issue so they pick up some young guys maybe draft them they don't have to be top-notch draft picks but a lot of guys that were wide receivers weren't really high highly taken in the draft you know so i mean maybe develop those guys under though under uh allen see what they work out in the next couple of years but it's just a matter of health, like you guys were saying. Yeah, I think Brandon Staley is a really good head coach as well. And like you said, Eddie, with uh, Slater, they just picked him up in the draft this this last draft. So that sucks because they're that was their, I think, first Two drafts round. Ago. Two drafts ago. Two, but he was their he, first he was, round. He was drafted with Sewell, and then same round. Yeah, so, he yeah, so he was their second – he was their second or first round pick. That's hard to lose and – you know, I think um, being, like, in Los Angeles, that's going to be a team that players want to go with. Um, Mike Williams, though, he's very he's very injury-prone with his back. So, I don't know why, why necessarily this is Keenan Allen getting thrown out, but Keenan Allen is proven, but he's getting up there in his 30s. I think he's 30, 31, one of those. I think you go younger, definitely there's going to be a couple of receivers maybe, like, Bringing in a guy like Juju Smith or someone, man. Like I'm not huge on Juju after the BS he was saying about Philly, but I mean Juju's not really that bad of a receiver. If you get a, a pretty decent guy in there, you're gonna look pretty good. Um, I just wanted to say what I wrote down while we were talking about receivers. Free Brandon Cooks, man. Get him out of Houston. Free Brandon. That's a guy, he's only 29 years old still. Like, he got a little bit left in the tank. He hasn't been exerting a lot of uh, energy up in Houston. Free him. You know, let, let 
let my man Brandon Cooks free, dude. He was a top receiver in uh, the, like two or three years ago, four years ago. You know, get get him back in the league and get him active again. He deserves that. He definitely deserves a run. Uh, anything else you guys want to go and BS about? Yeah, Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks is another one that I can see Dallas paying if Houston was um, deciding to let him go because, like you said, he's a veteran. He's only twenty nine years old, and he could teach CeeDee Lamb a lot, dude. Brandon Cooks is one of them wide receivers that can dominate you in the slot, or he can dominate you on the end. You know what I mean? Like he can teach that young CD Lamb a lot. And I can definitely see, I really, like you said, dude, free him because <laughs> the Texans aren't a good team. They're not a good franchise at all. They're probably the worst franchise in the league. So yeah, free Brandon cooks, man. I'm all about that. That was a good take too, Lori, with him going to Dallas because he's already in Dallas or in Texas the way it is being a Houston. What I mean, yeah, you'd only have to drive a couple hours and Jerry Jones, he just seems like the type of dude that Jerry Jones would be all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they work T.Y. Hilton actually in pretty Yeah, good man, they like signing these veteran players. And yeah. like you said, he's only 29. But when you think of Brandon Cooks, you think he seems like he's older. You know what I mean? He seems yeah. like a dude that's like 31, 32. Yeah, so but he was really peaking with like Drew Brees, Brady. Was man, yeah. yeah, he's good. He still has a little bit of gas left in that tank, and I can definitely see him going to a team with a. I don't want to say a high caliber quarterback like Dak because I don't think Dak yeah. is high caliber. Dylan, I hope you hear that. But um, yeah, he's would only have to drive a couple hours to go there. You know what I mean? So that's definitely a possibility. I guess I guess we'll start wrapping up. I just want to say um, before we wrap up, thank you guys for tuning in to episode ten. It's been a very special ten episodes, man, and uh, plenty more, plenty more to come in the upcoming weeks, years, months. Should have said it first, but we'll be doing this for centuries to come. AJ Green retired. I used to love watching AJ Green, and um, you know what? Wrapping up the NFL season and the next couple uh, episodes, we'll basically be talking about trade rumors, free agency, the upcoming draft. And so not really big up until next August and September, but we'll still be rolling, maybe not an hour, but we'll probably be doing little half hour episodes. But thank you guys for tuning in to episode 10 of The Fade.